The Ask a CEO Show is brought to you by Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning agency telling personal and brand stories for more than 30 years. From strategy to production and execution, they are a true full-service agency. Check them out today at LorraineGregory.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Ask a CEO. Under the conditions we're on now, this is a very important topic because so many businesses have been threatened by the pause that we've been inflicted with with this virus. Uh, I have a very special guest this morning, Mr. Kevin O'Connor, the chairman, uh, CEO and president of BNB Bank. Um, full disclosure, um, my company, Lorraine Gregory Communications, is a client, and we've been helped supremely during this process, the PPP plan. Once I knew that BNB was going to be a processor, I reached out, and I can't tell you that these people were amazing professionally, personally. They were on top of every process. I must have got 10 emails letting me know what the status of my loan was every time on Saturdays, on Sundays. So I, I felt I was obligated to get Kevin on here this morning to tell us a bit about what that whole thing was about. But before we dive into that, Kevin, I'd, I'd like to just tell the people a little bit about you sure. and you could, you could flesh it out. So Kevin's been a banker here on Long Island for 30 years plus, I think. Uh, he runs one of the biggest banks in our region, the publicly traded company. Uh, he's got many, many branches. He'll tell you about it himself. He holds many board positions in charities and business organizations. One of, um, specifically is the New York State Bankers Association. He's on the board. Uh, he's always been a supporter of charities and business organizations. He's received numerous awards and recognitions for his personal and professional uh, proactivity, right? Uh, he's, he's under, on, he supports Suffolk Community College, the Cornell Cooperative Extension, Eastern Long Island Hospital, to name a few. And he's recently been named top, top CEO by Long Island Business News. So, Kevin, I'd like to welcome you. Thank you very much for sitting down in this crazy, bilocated <laughs> interview. Uh, maybe you could just start out and tell us a little bit about yourself and the bank. Sure. Well, good morning and thank you. And uh, thank you for being a customer and giving us this opportunity. I really do appreciate it. And I will just apologize. This is and, and unbelievably, this is my first Zoom meeting like this. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a dinosaur. I've been doing WebEx and a lot of conference calls. This is my first Zoom. So I apologize if it comes a little rough, but uh, well, thank you. Uh, listen, I, I, yes, I've been at banking for 35 years and accountant by training, uh, Long Island educated, Suffolk, Adelphi, uh, spent 20 years at North Fork Bank and the last dozen here at BNB. 
Um, and it's been incredibly gratifying. Uh, my 500 employees couldn't have rallied greater to be part of this. And I appreciate the way you've described sort of Saturdays and Sundays, and we can get into some of the detail on that. But um, I'll just say this, and I'll probably repeat myself. This was our opportunity to sort of support what goes on. Um, we know the frontline workers that are out there saving lives. And I always kid around bankers, don't save lives, save lives. Um, but this is at least one opportunity for us to, to really step up and do what needed to be done. It was very impressive, I have to say. So B&B is a pretty sizable organization on day-to-day basis. So when the virus hit, the business community was in panic mode, not even knowing if they were going to continue to exist. So when the funding opportunities arrived, how did you identify what you needed to do to respond to that? And did you expect the volume that you got and the success that you had? It's kind of, uh, I will say this, as soon as, uh, you know, obviously we started to happen, right? So it was only six weeks ago, I guess, you know, right before St. Patrick's Day when we all started to get that pause, right? Now it seems like six months ago at this point, but it was only six weeks ago. Um, and the first thing we did is we created a, a rescue loan program, one of these $50,000, very quick, go out, no interest for our customers, because we knew that, and a lot of people just wanted it for some opportunity, just to have that liquidity, right? And that wasn't drawn. They just wanted to know they had that money in the checking account. And that was prior to, prior that to, was the, prior to the PPP program. And then obviously the legislation came out um, and, you know, we just started taking inbound phone calls. And at one point in time, we had 2000 people on a list. Many of them customers, many of them not. Um, and then we we're all waiting for what was going to happen with the legislation or taking the legislation into regulation, if you will. Um, and uh, I'll just say it was a, it was an incredible team effort that sort of thought about it. Uh, we had some technology things we thought about, but then we recognized that it probably wouldn't work because of the timing of it all. It's hard to build a technology solution. Um, so instead of that, and I've used this term before, brute force, um, you know, we're 5 billion in size with about 500 employees, um, and about sort of half of that's in the branches, half of that's in the back office. Oh, and by the way, in the process of all this, we were moving all of our back office people to remote to trying to buy 300 laptops and running an organ. You know, there was a factory downstairs basically replicating laptops and we had an organized, you know, we had delivery points for people to come in. It was, uh, that's, that's a whole different story, but, um, so everybody sort of rallied and, uh, you know, we created this uh, application before the SBA had one we sent out. That was a fits and start. You might have gotten one and had to redo another one. Yeah. Um, and uh, we created teams and we just, as I said, brute force. Um, and we rallied. We took people from all walks of the bank, HR, marketing, um, traded, tr- treated, teach, taught them how to be underwriters. Um, you know, on the fly. On the fly. Uh, or, you know, so you think about it, okay, you're in an environment where uh, the training department of the bank probably is shut down, or right? you're not hiring new people, you're not running training programs. Well, they became, they learned how to train on the fly, how to literally sit over the shoulder of somebody processing things, take a video on their phone, uploaded that to an internal uh, intranet site, and use that as a training vehicle for the rest of the employees. Um, and so uh, it was uh, incredibly gratifying. It was everybody throwing ideas on the table. Um, I think that for us, we're in the sweet spot of being big enough to have the human resources to do it, small enough to not have the bureaucracy and the structure that every decision needed to be you know, vetted by 50 people. Uh, we have flexibility, our compliance people, you know, some banks, I think compliance people can be viewed as the no people. 
our compliance people were, how do we get it done? Um, you know, uh, accounting people, the, the tech people, the, uh, um, yeah, I have stories of conference calls six o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yes. How many, how many people in the organization do you think you threw at the issue? Probably 200 people at different times. Yeah, almost, almost, almost half the staff. Yes. And That's it, you incredible. Know, and, uh, brand, you know, as a, as an essential industry. So, you know, all of our employees and the branches are still working. I mean, um, one of the things that I think, uh, that, you know, was gratifying for us in addition to this is, you know, if you go to a shopping center or go to the middle of Main Street in Bridgehampton, almost all the lights are off. And, you know, our lights were on. And so we were places for people to go. You know, you know, people still come to branches. I know we, we talk about there's no activity yeah. in branches. But it may not be the same volume of activity, but people come in. And so uh, for business owners that were watching what was going on and they, they can't go to work anymore, they were coming into our branch and they were, you know, talking to our branch managers. The, the 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 situation in the street and you mentioned that Main Street is virtually closed is is a very scary proposition not only to the mainstream businesses but all their vendors and suppliers and so forth. When are they coming back? When is this going to happen? It's the it's not knowing the unknown, uh, so yes. to speak. So the fact that there was a lifeline and you were a participant in supplying that lifeline is usually appreciated. I've heard you described as a rock star, and you don't usually hear that about a banker. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I did hear that. I didn't make it up. I promise you. Uh, but I, I definitely I definitely subscribe to that definition. I appreciate that. It's our team that they, they uh, um, you know, this PPP program is sort of winding down, I guess. And, and uh, you know, we have been a lot of numbers I can throw at you, but I, I thought we were almost done. We had gotten through all of our list and now it's just as they come in and. Uh, there were people still working at one o'clock this morning. So, Are you, so you're working on the second round already? Yeah, we, the second round is, is you know, we started again on Monday in earnest on that. I mean, we we had the list. That's when the, the doors opened up on Monday, and we worked straight through. Uh, and I thought they were going to wind down, but it's um, there's a goal here, and I don't know if it's uh, we're, we're we're over 950 million funded, 950 million done. Um, there's still money left in the pot. And so they're working and, you know, somebody's got a billion dollars in their head. I don't know if we get there. Um, and they recognize not just, it's not just a number, it's people that they're helping. And so that's, what's, what's interesting is, you know, it's, it's, it's really come be, it's, it's gone from, um, you know, making loans and doing business to listen, that, that, that story is something we have, well, how can we help? And so, um, uh, we're sitting with, I don't know how many emails and letters and trying to figure out the best way. Uh, to use that uh, from a communications tool. It's interesting because uh, the, the the interaction of the business and the bank has just shined a spotlight on BNB because my pulse of what happened was that you are probably the most productive bank in our region in terms of getting people funded. And I congratulate you for that. Your your competitors, but we don't like to talk bad about our competitors, but they're not even close. You know, it, again, I think it's 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 an op- it was an opportunity, or people saw it, and again, having the human resources to be able to do it, having I, I think the the culture. This, there's an incredible culture here that I was blessed with a dozen years ago when I got here, um, and so the goal was there was about 100 employees a dozen years ago, and now we're 500. And to find 400 people that believe the way those 100 believed has been really the the goal. Um, and there's just a, there's been some, a lot of continuity. I mean, I think probably 
three quarters of the branch managers remain the same from a dozen years ago. And so that really is sort of the backbone of our, our company and, and, and some of the lenders we've had a long time. And so uh, they embraced it. And um, I think the uh, there is just a, this fit our profile. I think that's a testament to a, your leadership and the culture you've developed over the years. Uh, all the BNB people that I've met have all been personable, professional, and so easy to deal with. So I thank you again. This is like the, this is the, this is the Kevin O'Connor fan club here, oh, I think, right? Me, it, listen, this is, this is all about um, our people. I, you know, I, 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 I think I said, the email I sent last night at like 1.30, I said, I, I've run out of words to say good things about you to them because uh, the dialogue back and forth yes. was, uh, um, you know, so what we've done for the people who have been working every day uh, because we have sort of our, our 200 people army that's out uh, at their homes, right? And so that's the other part of this that I think is, you know, it's not only you rally 200 people, you rally 200 people sitting in 200 locations. Locations. I, 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 I you know, so uh, we have great pictures. We have a what's called a bridge, an internet sort of a website, if you will, uh, like a Facebook, I guess. And so the pictures that have been posted of of the kids that are helping out, they're wearing the they're, the children wearing little B and B sweatshirts or hats, and they're sitting in front of the computers. One of them was, uh, I guess, one of my one of my guys had his five year old daughter, and she was basically he, she was she knew numbers enough to basically making sure nothing was duplicated. Uh, so it's been fun things like that. For everybody that's in here every day, we've been buying lunch, um, you know, and so you're trying to do anything. I mean, it, it is a little depressing, honestly, to walk around a building with should be 200 people and there's 20 of us. But so, all right. So you've 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 gone through the the hell of the firestorm and you come out on the other side and you're all in good shape. So what happens going forward with BNB Bank and Kevin O'Connor? What what's what's the advice you could give the businesses who are here? And what do you think is going to happen going forward? I'm, I'm by nature an optimistic person. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we do have to find a way to open up our businesses again and open up our economy. Um, I think that obviously testing will help. Um, I think some, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's going to take the people who can to do for the people who can. Right? We know there's a vulnerable population out there that basically probably will have to stay in place or, you know, shelter in place for a lot longer, uh, mm -hmm. will not be able to, you know, go out. And I think for people who can, we will, right. I, I think the, uh, the idea of, uh, of economy that's fully funded and supported by the government is really unreasonable. I think there's commerce to be done. Um, and I think smart people will figure that out. You know, we're, we're probably going to try to bring some people back because they're tired of being home too. Um, and so, you know, we're going to do the right thing. We've, you know, we've ordered enough thermometers, I think, and we'll probably have one of those, you know, uh, temperature sensors, temperature sensors that come in. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think that, uh, obviously this is a lifeline that will get people totally to the other side. Um, I think that, you know, spring, uh, you know, spring always brings a lot more optimism and hopefully that follows through. I think the, way that's happening around the country, almost experiments, that's what they really are. If you take Florida opening all but three counties, um, and we'll see how that works. I mean, it's, there's not gonna be a straight line here, but um, you know, the, this is an incredible country with an incredible resiliency and, and uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and so I'm optimistic. And listen, I lend money, I have to be optimistic for a living. <laughs> so, okay, so going forward now, what is, what do you think this looks like for your normal everyday business? 
there's going to be um, reinventing yourself. I mean, I, I think we saw, saw some of that already, right? Some people, manufacturers that changed. Uh, I have a, a company that manufactures very high-tech things from the MDA that turned around and had to make ventilators, right? That's, excuse me, that's a, you know, a big example. But, you know, that many companies along and learn how to make masks. Uh, and I know that's sort of a short-term thing, but uh, obviously the restaurants will have to figure out a way to reinvent themselves, whether it's takeout. Um, you know, it's... It, one of the things that I think is interesting for, for me is that, you know, for a lot of our customers, they survived 2008, right? So that was, I always said it was, it's easier to lend to a customer that was, that had been in business for 25 years that survived 2008 because they figured how to do it. Um, and I think that uh, many people will do that, uh, you know, so I, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we're willing to, if a restaurant used to have a hundred seats and they can only have 60, do they have to charge you a little bit more and are we willing to pay it? And, and, I think we will in the short term because we all know that that's something we need to do to help support them. Yeah. Um, the the amazing ability for people to rally and, and you know help each other out. I, I you know I look at the restaurateurs right. They're they're hurting. Yet here they are figuring out how to send food to healthcare workers. That it just says something about the human spirit. It does, and I think there's so many examples of that that are going. Thank God they're being highlighted. But yeah. to back up a half a second, I'd love to see some of those pictures from your internal. Internal. I'd love to see some of those hit the, the social will, media play. All right, I will get that. Uh, We've yeah. uh, part part of the uh, other thing I just started is the uh, when we created the the process for the two thousand, which turned out to be probably going to be close to four thousand loans, is we actually created sports teams. Right, you try to is that right? 4,000 4, 4, loans. Four thousand loans. Yes. God bless you. Wow. And so wow. we created these groups, and originally the two hundred people or the smoke was split into teams of like ten. And they were given New York sports teams. We went online quickly and ordered hats. Um, I actually had to, one of the teams was the Ducks. And I reached out to Frank Bolton. um, And they opened up the Duck, uh, the the store in the stadium. So I could go in there and get the 15 Duck hats that I have. So uh, we have a number picture of those people wearing their hats. So it's been. That's uh, terrific. That's terrific. I really want to thank you very much. I don't want to eat up your whole day because I know you're very, very busy. This was a a pleasure for me to have you uh, sit down. I always appreciate your support. So I appreciate everything you've done. Uh, if you need anything from, from me or my company, we're here for you, just as you were here for us. So I thank you very, very much. I appreciate all you've done. I thank all the B&B staff that I dealt with. They were amazing. And I hope that we all just get through this and find out what the new normal is going to look like and make it as best as we can. So, Kevin, I thank you very, very much. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. You always are a... A big, a big spokesman for Long Island and Long Island business, and I appreciate that. Listen. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app, or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button, and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.